grow old along with me. The best is yet to be. This poem, he was saying, was not actually about marriage. It was about the reward experience can be for the loss of youth. It was a tribute to a Sephardic Jewish scholar of the 12th century. But all the same, it was relevant. It celebrated joy. It commanded us all to call the glory from the grey. It urged trust in God. The priest spread his wide, white-sleeved arms and beamed upon Charlotte and Luke and Charlotte's mother in her lace dress and coat and all the congregation. Antony removed his gaze from what was about to belong to his youngest son and looked up at the roof. It had been heavily restored, the beams varnished, the ceiling plaster between them brilliantly whitened. Antony sighed. How lovely it would have been if Luke could have been married, as his elder brother Ralph had been, in the church at home, and not in this cosily domesticated bit of Buckinghamshire, with no marshes, no wading birds or reed beds or vast, cloud-piled skies. How lovely it would be if they were all in Suffolk, now. The church at home would, of course, have been perfect. Antony had no orthodox faith, but he liked the look and feel of churches, the dignities and absurdities of ritual, the shy belonging of English-Anglican congregations. He had known his own village church all his life. It was as old as the rabbi in Browning's poem, even if no longer quite in its original form. And it was wide and light and welcoming, with clear glass windows and a marvellous small modern bronze sculpture of Noah releasing the dove, to commemorate the first performance there of Benjamin Britten's church opera, Neuer's Flood. That had been in 1958, when Antony was eleven. He had heard all the church operas there, in the far-off days before the Suffolk coast had become a place of musical pilgrimage, sitting through them, dressed in his school grey flannel shorts and a tie, as a mark of respect to the music and to the composer. It was where he had first heard Curlew River, which remained his favourite, long before he had dared to put drawing at the heart of his life, long before birds became a passion. It was the building where he had first become aware of the profound importance of creativity, and thus it was natural that he should want his sons to go through the great rites of life's passage there too, wasn't it? They'd all been christened there, Edward and Ralph and Luke. Antony might have preferred some simple humanist naming ceremony, but Rachel had wanted them christened in the church, baptised from the ancient and charming font, and she had wanted it quite forcefully. They don't have to stay Christian, she'd said to Antony over her shoulder, as always occupied with something, but at least they have the option. It's what you had, after all. Why shouldn't they have what you had? The christenings had been lovely, of course, and moving, and Antony's sense of profound association with the church building had grown deeper with each one. In fact, so intense was his assumption that that was where the boys would marry, when, if they married, that he was startled when his eldest, Edward, appeared with an elegant and determined young Swede, and announced that they were to be married, and naturally, from her home not his. His fiancée, 
a laboratory researcher into the analysis of materials for museums and galleries, had been well briefed. She drew Antony aside and fixed her astonishing light blue gaze on him. You needn't worry, Sigrid said in her perfect English. It will be a humanist ceremony. You will feel quite at home. The wedding of Edward and Sigrid had taken place at her parents' summer house, on some little low anonymous island in the archipelago outside Stockholm, and they'd eaten crayfish afterwards, wearing huge paper bibs. Mountains and mountains of crayfish and aquavit had flowed like a fatal river, and it never got dark. Antony remembered stumbling about along the pebbly shore in the strange, glimmering nighttime light, looking for Rachel, and being pursued by a rapacious platinum blonde in rimless spectacles and deck shoes. The morning after the wedding,